Chapter 50 of the Story of the Thirteen Colonies. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Story of the Thirteen Colonies by H. A. Goober. Two Wars with the French both the french and the english suffered greatly during king william's war but the peace which followed it did not last long five years later queen anne's war brought about new sufferings and more deeds of heroism we are told that urged by a french priest the indians built a church at st regis in canada wishing to have a bell to hang in the tower of this chapel each convert brought a pelt and the bell was ordered from france but on its way over it fell by accident into the hands of the english who hung it up in the town of deerfield in massachusetts the indians feeling that the bell belonged to them and egged on by their priest made a sudden raid upon deerfield in seventeen o four and after killing or capturing many of the people rescued their bell from the english meeting-house or church and carried it off to st regis they were so delighted with it that it is said they rang it every step of the way this bell was cracked over a hundred years later and the indians who still prized it greatly carried it to troy where they had it refounded while they mounted guard over it day and night france and spain were allies in this war so the trouble was not confined to new york and new england the spaniards made a raid from st augustine and vainly attacked charleston a few years later the new englanders conquered acadia and at the treaty of utrecht in seventeen thirteen the british received this province newfoundland and the land around hudson bay but acadia's name was now changed to nova scotia and port royal was called annapolis in honor of the english queen for the next thirty years peace reigned unbroken still during that time the french began to build their chain of sixty forts along the lakes the ohio and the mississippi thus drawing a line from the mouth of the st lawrence to the mouth of the mississippi most of these forts have since become cities and you will find that many of them still bear the french names given by their founders their strongest fort however was at Louisbourg on cape breton island it was so well fortified that the french boasted that even women could defend it against a large army the third struggle with the french and indians which began in seventeen forty four is known in our country as king george's war and in europe as the war of the austrian succession now louisburg was so near annapolis that the colonists felt sure the french would set out from there to recover acadia they therefore sent a messenger to england to explain their danger and beg for troops to protect them but the prime minister knew so little about america that the messenger had to show him Louisburg and annapolis on a map he was so surprised then to discover that cape breton is an island that he ran off to tell it to the king as a great piece of news seeing that the british did not supply much help in answer to their appeal the colonists before long made up their minds to take Louisburg themselves and an army of them bravely set out from new england under the leadership of pepperell in seventeen forty five after six weeks siege and many deeds of daring these four thousand new englanders took the fortress 
and when the news reached boston the people almost went mad with joy three years later however this joy was turned to equally deep sorrow for when the treaty of aix la chapelle seventeen forty eight was signed the fortress was given back to france in exchange for the town of madras in india three wars had now been fought between the french and the english but the vexed question as to whom should own north america was not yet settled the french had as you have seen taken possession of the mississippi valley but although some rumors of their presence there had reached the colonies very few people really knew what the country was like and what a vast tract of land france could thus claim many of the english colonies had received grants of land running from sea to sea and now that population was increasing rapidly people began to talk of crossing the allegheny mountains to settle on the other side they were eager to do so because hunters brought back to virginia glowing descriptions of the ohio or beautiful river the gateway of the west and of the fertile lands through which it flowed just at this time the governor of virginia heard that the french were on the point of building a fort on the allegheny river so he bade george washington a young surveyor to find out if this news was true and carry a letter to the french officer there to warn him that the ohio country belonged to virginia end of chapter fifty